Hello, hello, friends. It's Kristen Jackson coming to you as the host of this amazing podcast, Kristen Conquers. I know it's been um, a couple of weeks. I think I recorded an episode right after the beginning of the year. And today I wanted to hop back in and let you guys know I committed to a challenge with my homie. We are challenging each other to 90 days of podcast episodes every single day. I We did this last year and I made it almost to the end. And then, you know, there was a little self-sabotage happening. But, you know, it's fine. We're going to do it again. And um, I, I got a microphone for Christmas, like special podcasting microphone. So I might as well make the most of it. <laughs> so anyway, uh, today's episode, I want to talk about um, some notes and some things that I took away from a, another podcast I listened to. Uh, today, I was listening to Lewis Howe's um, talking with uh, his guest for today was Glennon Doyle. And I don't know if we've talked about this before, but I just finished reading her book, Untamed, and it was really, really good. But she was talking about some things today that I really wanted to share with you guys um, regarding living an untamed life and what does that mean, along with like being unapologetic. Because if you are my friend on social media, you will have seen that I have posted that my word for the year is unapologetic. As in, I do not intend to um, acknowledge or express regret in living my life authentically as myself. I have spent a lot of my time um, in life trying to be like the perfect person, the perfect version of like the kind, nice, thoughtful person um, who never hurts anyone's feelings and is liked by everybody and, um, you know, makes everyone feel comfortable and loved. And yes, to a certain extent, like that is who I want to be, but not to the extent that I have to, uh, mute myself or my beliefs. So, uh, unapologetic is my word for this year and being more authentic and, and real to myself and who I am and what I stand for. And so this has been uh, reading Untamed and, and listening to this podcast, actually, has been really great for me. So I want to share with you what uh, some of my takeaways were and like what it really means to live an untamed life and um, why we should be working towards that and, and how it can affect us, right? So like living an untamed life, what does that even mean? Um, and really what it means is that we're living an examined life. Like it means doing what, um, Walt Whitman suggested, uh, which is re-examining everything we've been taught, whether it's from a book or from school or from church or from the world and dismissing whatever things insult our soul. And there are a lot of people that need to untame from a lot of things in their life, I think. You know, as someone, like, who is an ally, I would say there's a lot of people who need to untame from what they were taught about religion, what we've been taught about gender roles, um, just in general, untamed from what society has taught us. And I think the biggest challenge in untaming ourselves is is uh, 
realizing that we have to be honest with ourselves as life grows and changes and, and not be afraid to say um, there is an evolution to our humanity. There is an evolution to life and what our truth is as we grow and 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 change into the next version of ourselves. And whenever we're making, um, you know, any huge decisions in our life, I think another thing that we need to be thinking about is we should never be making any huge decisions in our life because we think it's what we're supposed to do. Because when we do that, it's never ever going to be the wild, true, beautiful version of what our life could be. Like our beautiful, most authentic, true version of our life doesn't come from shoulds. It, it doesn't come from doing what we were caged into believing was, um, you know, the right version of life, you know? And I think that there's a lot of cages and social conditioning that, um, and taming, this is kind of comes from Glennon's book. She's talking about the reason why the book is called Untamed is because we have become such a society of putting people in cages of gender, of sexuality, of religion, of roles, etc. And we have to, as adults, start to recognize that and change the change, change it. You know, like, I don't want to pass on to my kids the taming that was given to me. I don't want to pass on to my kids the, well, your body doesn't look the way it should if you want to be happy and popular. Like, I don't want to pass those kinds of things on to my kids. And the only way for me to not pass those kinds of things on is to recognize that taming, that caging, and to undo it, right? And so I think, you know, being untamed, though, it's not necessarily about, it's not about being wild uh, volume-wise or whatever or action-wise. It's about getting back to whatever our authentic self would have been before or without the imposition of culture and society's expectations and roles. And so, you know, it, there's a lot of unlearning that goes along with untaming. And I think that that can feel, personally, I think it can feel overwhelming. And I think it can feel um, scary, you know. Um, but it's something that we have to we have to just work on. We have to begin to recognize so that we can break those generational curses and we can truly become untamed women and men. Um, and something that I also have been focusing a lot on in regard to that is building my confidence. Because something that Glennon said in this interview that I thought was really powerful is she said, you know, I want to teach my kids that they should be willing to disappoint everyone else on earth as long as they don't ever disappoint themselves. And that includes, and especially goes for your parents. 
And I thought, wow, that's, that's super powerful. Like there is always going to be a point at which we have to draw the line because our, our family members, the people that love us the most, that's where the most detrimental, um, the most detrimental things can come from. It's not necessarily, this is another quote from Glennon. It's not necessarily the hate or the rage from people who hate us or what we stand for or what we believe in that shakes us from ourselves. It's the quiet concern from those who love us the most that shakes us. And so like, while they don't realize necessarily that they're doing it, those people who love us the most are giving us the hardest issue because they're the ones who are shaking us the most with their quiet concern. And Glennon was talking about when she came out um, of the, and when she came out to her mom, that was the hardest person for her to come out to because her mom was her best friend. She was the person that, you know, she relied on for everything. And every time her mom got scared about, you know, what were people going to think and how were they going to treat her differently because she decided, you know, because she recognized this truth for herself, she found herself falling into those same patterns of fear. Well, when she made that, that connection, she, she realized that, um, you know, that was her mom's fear. It wasn't her fear and she needed to detach herself from it. And I think that sometimes we don't, unless you sit with yourself, unless you be still and listen to yourself, to your soul, to what's inside of you, to your knowing as Glennon would call it, you don't recognize what things are actually coming from you and what things are being imposed on you by other people. And so when you can recognize the fear that you're feeling about something isn't your fear, but it's the fear of the people who love you that they're, that they're projecting onto you. Then that's when we can say, Hey, that's not actually my thing. Like your fear is not my problem and I can't let you in my bubble until you can let that fear go and stop imposing it on me. And when you, when we begin to recognize that and we begin to stand strongly and firmly in who we are and what our non-negotiables are and what we stand for. When we begin to do that in a public way, then people are either going to come around you more because they recognize what you stand for or they're going to go away. And either way, that's what we want, right? We don't want to be calling people towards us that are not our people, that don't believe the same things we believe, because then we have, we, we put ourselves in this awkward position of having to, uh, you know, make space for something that we don't believe that isn't okay with us. And, and so it's really, I think, valuable and important to, to begin to, uh, to be unapologetic, uh, like I, like I've decided that's my word because I don't want to make space for things that I don't believe in. I don't want to bring, eventually bring kids into this world and teach them that it's okay for people to be, um, you know, racist or gender biased or homophobic or transphobic or whatever phobic. Like, I don't want to teach that. I don't want that in my life. And so I have to be unapologetic and standing for who I am and what I believe in, 
what my non-negotiables are because I want to draw the people to me that are in agreement with what my beliefs are and push away the people who do not align with me. Um, and I think, you know, the biggest commitment we can make to ourselves is just to commit to doing the next right thing, no matter what the consequences are. And that was something that Glennon also said, you know, like that was something she was most proud of for herself was that she could look back on her life and say, I have spent these last few years being committed to just doing the next right thing, no matter what the consequences were, whether it was hard, whether it was easy, it was the right thing. And then some other last few things that I really wanted to share was um, Lewis Howes asked her, what were three truths that she could, she if she could only leave three things behind, three truths behind for the world, and everything else that she created was going with her. What would be the three things that she would leave behind for the world? And she said, number one, be still. Practice looking inward. There is a knowing inside of us that we can only get to by being still and being able to reflect inward. Number two, she said, feel all your feelings the good ones and the bad ones, because feelings are alchemy that turns us into the next version of who we are supposed to be. And then the last one she said is imagine. Our imagination is not where we go to escape reality, but it's where we go to discover the deepest reality that we were meant to birth in this world. And I thought, wow, all of those are super powerful super um, thought-provoking, uh, you know, truths to really sit and think about. So I love you guys so, so much. I am so excited for uh, what's to come this year and, and the growth and the transformation and the, the unapologetic version of Kristen that I will be getting to bring to you guys as I grow into the next version of myself. Um, if you are not already subscribed, please make sure you take the time to subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening. Um, you know, we're on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and I don't know where else, lots of other places. <laughs> but um, the other thing I would, I would implore you to do is that if you heard something today that you found valuable or, or something that you think someone else could benefit from, please take the time to share this, um, share this podcast out. And, um, I love you guys so, so much. Please make sure also to take the time if you could please and leave a five-star review, uh, over, especially on Apple, uh, Apple podcasts, Apple iTunes, wherever you're listening. Apple wise is where I can see the reviews the easiest. And, uh, we are still going for 50 five-star reviews. No, sorry. 25 five-star reviews. And we're giving away cash money when we get there. So I love you guys. I appreciate you. And I will catch you on the next episode.